season we're talking about may I'm not gonna do that joke anymore <laughs> i didn't done previous seasons it, it's not here yet the joke hasn't arrived yet Ed sync is still like <laughs> two years away uh that has been uh and we we're a podcast that goes through every month of the 90s we look at the events we look at the tv the film and the music uh music this month <laughs> sophie's choice right there of what my favorite uh album's gonna be uh <laughs> maybe not for you struggle town this month okay you're insane let's get into before we do anything to do with the 90s we do stuff that's like we're watching that's that's happening like right now so it's, it's called living in the now now i haven't watched uh this week's got it's a pretty fair slog of movies for um the 90s so i haven't i've watched a lot of stuff that's uh not yeah, i listed out eight that i'd planned to watch Ooh, eight eight yeah i did not thankfully but that was the plan <laughs> um i did watch see how they run last night and, and it was it was very it was cool it was like a little it's like a 1950s murder mystery it's got um uh sam rockwell in it um and it's just uh yeah if you like your your knives out your agatha christie's on stuff that's that's pretty good it's on um pretty sure it's on disney at the moment so check it out what else have you been watching uh not a lot really um i've been wanting and hoping to not watch and support the world cup so i've just been playing fifa myself and <laughs> trying to get my fix that way really i'll do my own world cup yeah, um i don't need you yeah, like apparently that they just banned alcohol like the, the two days before it started, and it's like people are getting going insane. I don't know. Um, they will. It's not a, oh. that, I mean, that's not the worst thing to do, but people, there's a lot of English people going. They will, they will flip <laughs> the stadium upside down if they oh, haven't already. If they haven't already, yeah, yeah. Um, I can just imagine that just be like hell on earth at the moment. But uh, let's. Uh, we, um, I I have started off. Um, my my son and I watched uh, Home Alone to start off our Christmas holiday viewing, um, for this for this year. So we we're, I think we got maybe even chuck up the tree. So yeah, well, let's go. This is a pretty big month. Um, in some respects. So let's get let's go right back into May nineteen ninety five. Uh, let's just do let's do the events. All right, so we've got uh, a very sad thing that occurred. I remember this happening. Um, Christopher Reeves, uh, he of Village of the Damned um, that we reviewed, uh, one of us positively, positively, one of us not so positively last last uh, in uh, April 1995. One of us was positive about that? Uh, that's pretty I positive. Re- I don't remember that. That death scene with the mo- with the broom is amazing. Um, so he, actually during that, during that uh, shoot, he bought, a horse um and he was he was getting into like um equestrian and and like um the jumps and lot of stuff and then uh late may he was doing one and then uh the horse just basically just stopped um in the middle of a jump and thr- and threw uh christopher reeve off off of it 
Um, he went into the gate that they're about to jump and Oof. severed two um, vertebrae. Instantly, like, you know, just basically um, his, sc- his skull and his spine were basically severed. Um, instant paraplegic. Uh, very touch and go. Apparently, he uh, he asked his wife whether he can just, you know, let go. And she said, look, um, I got a little bit teary reading this. Like, he said, do you want me to just let go? Like, I, got, I, I don't mind that. And she said, look, look, you can. But I also, like promise that i'll be with you by your side if you choose to sort of hold on and he did he just chose to hold on he chose on yeah man <laughs> um he held, held on to 2004 um where he um died of cardiac arrest um some say because of uh some of the medication that he was taking but yeah it was um they never did an autopsy that i think they just sort of just let it let it go he never like like he's, he's very inspirational he did he did a biography off that i'm gonna try and get a hold of he just was super positive like it's just one, I, I've, a couple of times this week i've had i've had not the greatest weeks but then like you know rings like this is like look you know it ain't that bad <laughs> and it's like i could put a positive spin on this is christopher reeve can put a positive spin on it fuck i can yeah did you also have a great fear of horses after this um i've always had a very um healthy respect for horses <laughs> i uh have a friend in primary school who has been mentioned once before his yep. family was a horse family. Um, <laughs> and my mum was a horse girl growing up. Okay. So, like, I'd always liked horses. They're, like, very fascinating. They're huge and they're giant dogs and I love them. But there's that fearful respect for them. After hearing about Christopher Reeve as a 10-year-old child, I thought, if you fall from a horse, you get paralyzed. That's a and pretty that was big the end fall. Of it. I mean... I just, I just thought everyone that came off a horse was going to get seriously injured, paralyzed, or die. My thing is like also the trampling. That's what I yeah. we used to get scared of. Like not only is you thrown from the horse, then you get trampled by it. Um, we'll we'll cover that in a movie coming up in our film section. Um, but yeah, that's what scared me. So do you, are you still fear, fearful of horses? Um, I think that similar to you, like that. There's the respect for them. It's kind of a fearful. I don't know what you're gonna do. Type respect, but yeah. Um, still every time I drive past a field, I'm like, oh, I want to go and stroke your nose. I want to scratch your little cheeks. <laughs> yeah. They're just glorious oh, They're majestic. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so, uh, other, other stuff in the world. Um, there was the first known death of, uh, mad cow disease. So, Speaking um, of majestic. So we, um. The cows, not the disease. The ca- the cows are majestic. This um this guy this, he was a healthy like nineteen year old, um he's uh, he must have eaten tainted meat back in like nineteen ninety four, but apparently he just got progressively worse and would um his balance start to go off um he would be like erratic and he would like slur his words and lots of stuff and it's like, and his parents were just you know he went from like yeah this this healthy nineteen year old to like someone they had to like 24 hours care for and it was this this virus this um that um was passed on uh like in the x-files episode that we covered on a do thing and speech <laughs> um mm-hmm. but yeah it's like it's it it does um so currently it stands that 170 people have died um uh, um Critzfeld jacob disease yeah J- J- Kritzford, yes. or Kritzford jacob <laughs> Um, yes yeah so there that currently that's that's where it stands but um you don't know how many yeah and the thing is you don't know how many more people maybe uh have 
mental health problems now and and also like you know well, not mental health but like neurological problems and have like you know maybe even become violent because of this um shit that happened like that's that's not something that i don't see many studies for but like so up until this year i myself and many other immigrants were not allowed to give blood in this country because of yeah. this. yeah um yeah it's it's just a you know it's, it's the thing that sort of no one thought would happen but then like there's still someone someone said oh like it's like it was like an epidemic waiting to happen because they were doing this shit for so long and they're like they they were basically playing russian roulette with the and it's like they were feeding cows this stuff that they knew they probably shouldn't eat that they shouldn't feed them and it's just amazing that it didn't uh kill more people did you just fall down some stairs? <laughs> Sorry about that. I accidentally hit the microphone. <laughs> um, were they feeding cows? cows? <laughs> yeah. they, were well, feeding, they were feeding ground up cows to cows. It was, was yeah. what, basically what happened. It's like the like. I mean, there's probably, it's probably a little bit more intricate than that. But like, yeah, there was like, there was essentially feeding cows themselves, which is just not something we should do, as we found no. out here. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's go on to something a little bit lighter before going into sport. Uh, we had the um, we we I'm not a huge Eurovision nerd, but I tend to cover like the song that wins. Um, I'm sure I did listen to this, but I can't remember how it went. So this is this is essentially my first time listening to this. So this is oh. Nocturne by Secret Garden, a Norwegian. Do you think Savage Garden took inspiration from this, or Bruce Springsteen? This is Santa. I'm. I might. I mean. I. I guess it's like we're we're right in um, Enya Town. <laughs> like we're, we're just it's a nice town. It's a nice town. <laughs> um, so I think anything like this was bound to just get some get some play. Uh, yeah, I've I've noticed that also in the um, in some movies. Just the amount, the, the the sort of music that's being played. It's like, oh man, this is the start of like putting contemporary music into. Um, well, I was watching, I was watching Slither, um, the other, the other week, and it's got that um, the, oh, is that that one, the one with the with the with the wind pipes and it's like, <laughs> that one. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the the group is. We covered it like um, I think it's in ninety nine three, but yeah. It's. Um, I have no idea, but I do like some uh, pipe action. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, apart from that, Scott Whalen got arrested for drugs. That could have been any month of the year, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Um, He's but yeah, apparently. Rose. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but let's 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 move on to uh, sports because um, I want to see what's under the sports tree. What a legend! What a champion! No, it's been a marvelous game here. Back of the net. Champion Chip Curling on CBC. You do? Yeah, sure. Ah, Well, let me uh, give you some little hockey tidbits ooh, ooh. to tide you over. For the first time in 25 years, the Montreal Canadiens did not make it into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Ah. Lost a Buffalo. Ooh, that's going to stink. They, they don't even have a team anymore. But also, I mean, 
the, the Canadians, come on. You could change your name. <laughs> Canadians. Mm. Paul. Canadians. Canadians, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I okay. I don't, I don't... Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Unless... No, you're just not a fan of Buffalo, and I don't know why. But, like, let's move on. It's just, you just, you hate Buffalo. I don't hate Buffalo. I just think it's, like, uh, I think why it's... are we talking about this city? <laughs> I wonder, like, one time, post, you know, post-pandemic isn't like, maybe we should just take a, take a trip to America. We'll go to Buffalo, and you can get reacquainted. How would you feel if I was talking about Rochester or Albany or... Oh, Albany. Oh, some other stupid upstate New York city that... No, but, like, Buffalo comes up a lot, but you just, like, you, the disdain that you have in your voice for Buffalo is just, like, it came up in the Exiles, I think. Like, it was, like, they, something happened in Buffalo, you're like, ugh. Because it's, it's, it's just nothing to... I don't... I'm, I'm very coastal. I like my city's coastal. <laughs> if you're not on the coast, why do you exist? Go away. Fuck these landlocked cities. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, speaking of landlot, uh, the third ever Rugby World Cup began in South Africa, okay. <laughs> which is a big deal. Uh, I won't yeah, go into it too much because time... most of it was held in June. Okay. But first but time, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming post-apartheid? Um, yes. Um, mm. South Africa was allowed to compete again. Um, it's a big deal. Go watch Invictus or don't. Um, but yeah. Uh, onto the, uh, another ball sport. Never Slightly shaped. You have or you haven't? I haven't. That's, well, wasn't that good? Okay. It was like, it was a big deal because it's Matt Damon and it was Morgan Freeman finally playing Mandela and it was, eh. <laughs> it was like, this was, this was like what you were born to, to do, Morgan Freeman. He's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you should probably yeah. get, you should probably get a black South African to do this. <laughs> and Matt Damon playing a blonde haired, blue eyed. Rugby player. Nah, he's, yeah, he's basically the other against one. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so we're going um, to different balls? Uh, similar ball. Okay. Uh, I just want to make mention of a, a good friend, Godra. Okay. He kicked five goals in a 14-point loss to the Richmond Tigers. Okay. Tough. <laughs> Tough day at the office. Really? I mean, good on a personal note, but you know. Was it at, was it at Adelaide, sir? No, it was not. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um... So, on to the, the real ball sport that everyone is here for, because it's mm-hmm. May. Yeah. It's a big uh, football slash soccer month. Okay. Uh, but first, the Asian Women's Handball Championships. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a round ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, South Korea. Champions. <laughs> over China, Japan, and Chinese Taipei. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Anyway. They weren't, so the, they weren't very nice in the list. That was, that was the press conference. It was like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the National Soccer League Grand Final. This is why we're all here. Okay. Welcome to the main event of sports. Okay. On Laura's 10th birthday, Okay. the Melbourne Knights <laughs> defeated Adelaide City at Hindmarsh Stadium. Oh, that's right. Melbourne Knights. Yeah, mm. this is pre-A-League. Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, Adelaide City or West Adelaide? Adelaide City. Because we had two we had two Adelaide teams. We did. Hmm. Never barely got one. Um, would you believe sixteen thousand people watched that? Oh right. Sorry. Sixteen thousand people were there. <laughs> Whether they're watching it or not. 
<laughs> like, uh, I mean, at least you you know they weren't on their phones. The advertiser was giving away free tickets that week. <laughs> Sixteen thousand people crowned into the bar at Heinlein Stadium on the weekend. God. Um, keeping it round. Yeah. The Canada Cup. Ooh. Yeah. Who do you think competed in the Canada Cup, Paul? Saskatchewan. <laughs> no, Canada as an entire <laughs> nation. Uh, we're joined by Chile Ooh. and Northern Ireland. What a weird thing. What is yeah. the... Did they just send out a bunch of like invites and there's like, they only got the two best? <laughs> I think it was well, just... Come, one on, of those... come on, please. Come on, put in the Canada Cup, eh? Listen to Chile. Listen to Northern Ireland. <laughs> you know when they when they just have friendlies and they're like, oh, why don't you just both come over and we'll have a little round-robin friendly thing? Yeah, but that'd be like if you said like Wales and Northern Ireland and Scotland. Imagine that, but it's like Chile and Northern Ireland. Don't knock Chile; they won both their games. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's just a weird. It was a weird selection of countries. Um, Canada's only goal scorer hmm. was called Paolo Pascal Pesciolito. Ah, it's rolls of the mm. tongue of Canadian names. I think. I think they rang him in from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, was it? What was his name? Paolo Pascual Pescicilito. Oh, you mean Gordy? Yeah, he's over there. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> he looks like... um, uh, I forgot his name. Ben, the, the bad guy from the new Star Wars. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam Driver. No. Oh, no, the actual... The Australian guy called Ben. What's his name? What? You know, the little weenie one. He's in Rogue One. Uh... As Useless. Ben? No, the guy's name is Ben. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, that's the one. There he is. You can't... Paul Bestiusolito. You can't reference Star Wars and say Ben without like saying, not the Kenobi. Hello there. And not, and not the... Um, anyway, on to more sports that are around. So, um, no one cared about the UEFA Cup final, but Palmer beat Juventus. Um, oh. Slightly more people cared about the Champions League final where Ajax beat Milan. Ajax, the uh, the Dutch football, the Dutch national team, basically. Yes. <laughs> um, did they not win it the year before as well? Yeah, they had a big big run. Uh Milan won the year before. Pardon me. Okay. Uh, could have gone back to back. How devastating. Mm. Maybe next year. All right. So it's all been leading to this. Okay. I mentioned last month that a uh, Man City suck, which they don't. I just like to say that. <laughs> Any Manchester team sucks. But 43 years, 162 days, the oldest goalkeeper to play in a Premier League match, Manchester City's John Burridge. Burridge. How how are you still moving? How old is he? 43 and a half. Did he just lie down? <laughs> <laughs> across the goal and just hope that no one like lifted it's like I want, possibly they lost three too only grubbers <laughs> <laughs> um yeah how nuts is that old uh but... they scored again because of the, 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 the keeper just won't lift lift a leg off the ground he's just he's looking for grubbers john was checking the tv guy to see what he's gonna watch later oh he's got a cup of tea <laughs> um so man city lost Okay. Didn't make a difference to anything. Uh, but this was a big day. Uh, 
Blackburn Rovers yeah. essentially had to win their final game to win the league. Yeah. They did not. <laughs> but Manchester United could not win their final game also. So that's so, the winner of Blackburn won? Blackburn won the league by a point. Jeez. Who was, and for who the was... first time ever went into the uh, the Champions League. And got... <laughs> Got battered. Battered. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Chris Sutton's like, oh, great. <laughs> he tries He tries to kick a goal in 12 seconds and just get battered by some of the Spanish minor league teams. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was the friendly. Spanish. It'd that be was, like the Russian ring-in. That was the friendly. It was, no, it was that team from Switzerland that was always in the grasshoppers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Man, Man U drew with West Ham and Blackburn lost to Liverpool. Oh. I mean, so how, how good would it be if Blackburn and Man U were like playing each other? That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it's still cool how they, they usually work out on the last day that all the teams start at the same time. Yeah, for this for this very reason sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Um, well. Liverpool won and Leeds drew. So that was that sorted out fourth and fifth, but okay. all went off into the the UEFA Cup, which is exciting times for them. And Lee's got battered. Yep. <laughs> um, the other big news I meant to mention from this: uh, four teams got relegated. Oh right. Can, yeah. I, can um, I guess who they were? Yes. All right. I'm gonna have four guesses. I say Nottingham Forest. Paul, what? Good thing I didn't say it out loud before. But you look silly now. They came third in the Premier League. This is the glory years of Nottingham Forest. They're not. There's not a lot of years, but there's okay. Uh, yeah. Wimbledon. Uh, I had already left us. Okay. No, not really. Um, their ninth. Uh, I'm gonna go Sheffield, <laughs> Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. No, 13th. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'm now I'm just like saying English <laughs> football teams. Oh, um, fucking uh, Ipswich. Correct. Nice. Dead last with 27 points. Didn't they get like um, caned by Manchester United like by 9-0 nine, nine or something? Some, some, some yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the other ones. Um, so Leicester, oh, yeah. uh, just above them with 29 points. And then, sadly, Norwich and Crystal Palace, 43 and 45 points. Crystal Palace. Because um, Crystal Palace is the one where... Kansma, yeah? Yes. Kicked yeah. in her. Kicked in her. Um, and Norwich. <laughs> no, a team... You do not belong in the Premier League, Norwich. Stop making your way back up there. It's not meant to be. If <laughs> Ipswich can't be there, then you can't be there. Fucking Canaries. Yeah. Um, City, Coventry, and Villa all just snuck home. So this was um, the big change because they're now only going to have 20 teams in the okay. EPL as okay. of next year. So only two came up and four went down. Tough times. Who came, who came up? I don't fucking care. We'll talk about next year. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I think sport has gone on long enough. We've got some Englishmen and mountains to talk about. Okay, let's go on to film.
All right, so a pretty big uh, month for film. We've got Crimson Tide. we got Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain, which I could not find. I, I ordered it from the library and they gave me the book. I'm like, it's not a DVD. I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Langoliers, City of Lost Children, Die Hub the Vengeance, Forget Paris, Little Odessa, A Little Princess, Indictment, Braveheart, Casper, Johnny Mnemonic, and Mad Love. What did you watch? I watch Johnny Mnemonic, Casper. Really? I couldn't find that either. Forget Paris. I watched a little bit of. City of Lost Children, and the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain. <laughs> All right. Did you watch, so you didn't watch Crimson Tide? I did not. You did? Okay. Yeah. I, so I watched Crimson Tide. Um, the Langoliers, well, I started it. Um, <laughs> uh, forget <laughs> Paris, uh, Braveheart, Mad Love, and uh, Half of Casper. Why only <laughs> Half of Casper? Because uh, my my youngest bailed, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what?" And I, I, we watched it a couple of years ago too, so I, I do remember it. It's yeah. just, um, yeah, I was just like, nah, "I'm not gonna sit stick around with this." It was it was it was it was a tough week to fit in a lot of stuff. Um, I'm gonna talk about Crimson Tide just quickly. Um, man, if you want a good dad movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, it's it's actually like a really there's there's like. No women in this movie apart from the start where Denzel Washington says goodbye to his wife and he's going to go on to a submarine <laughs> with Gene Hackman. <laughs> um, so you've got uh, Gene Hackman's this like old school uh, general who's um, and they're, they're, they're on um, alert because there's a possible nuclear war happening um, thanks to, uh, you know, the guy who played Kruger in Seinfeld? Yes. Yeah, he plays like a, a mad Russian uh, defector general who's going to like launch nuclear missiles um so they 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 uh denzel washington gets um put in charge of this submarine called the alabama and they go to the waters just off uh, um out just near um where the, the missile's gonna be launched and it's a very sort of really cool cat and mouse game of like you they don't really know what's happening up top because it takes a long time for messages they have to be at a certain depth to get um messages about what's going on and what and what they need to so just before they um they they go out of range they're, give, they're basically given the go ahead to shoot their missiles at the silos um and you know possibly start a nuclear war just before that Ooh. happens there's also a half a, a half a message comes through and Dennis Washington's like that could be a message telling us to stop Virginia Hatton's like going nah fuck it let's just let's just shoot it and he's like nah I can't let you so then there's like there's mutiny there's James Gandolfini there's your there's your um, Italian American dude from uh, Army Intelligence that you like, um, who had the glasses. He's in this. Oh uh, yeah, um, baby um, De Niro. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's in this. He's amazing in it. Um, you got some. Uh, it's got quite a lot of um, well-known sort of uh, character actors in this movie. It's like all all chock full on like one submarine. It's amazing. Um, so yeah. It, I I rated it quite high. I think I gave it like three and a half. Wow! <laughs> because and it it might be one of those um good movie good day sort of things. Like we like me and me and Mal watched I think it. it was. Me and Mal watched it. We were like we were, we were like we were in, like we were really sort of sucked into it. So loved it. Um, let's talk about oh, one other one I watched. I didn't think you watched um Mad Love um with Drew Barrymore and Chris O'Donnell. 
who's also got a very punchable face. Um, I'm going to put him in, in the Eric Stoltz category of that. <laughs> I kind of wanted to, but so it's... going through the order of the films, I was listening off, Laura and I were picking out the things we'd want to watch. So by the time we got to Mad Love, I was like, I've already committed to too many. Yeah. Like, you don't make the cut. Um, Mad Love is, um, it, it, from the uh, from the uh, cover, you'd think it's something like along the lines of um, like The Crush or Fear, maybe something like that, like a thriller, but it's actually more mm-hmm. of a drama. Drew Barrymore, oh. um, she's like the the kooky art school. She wears sundresses, but then no bra and listens to heavy music and lots of stuff. Um, there is so much alternative music in this uh, film. And also, it's basically a dry run for Scream because you got your Drew Barrymore, you got your, mm-hmm. Ma- you got your Matthew Lillard, oh. and you've also got... Um, there's another guy from Scream in it. Um, Skeet. No, Skeet's not in it. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's someone else, though. Um, Jamie yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> no, they hadn't let him have his box yet. Um, David Arquette. Um, no, it's not David Arquette. Where was it? Where there's was no it? other men in Scream. It oh, is. is it the mask from Scream? Yes, the mask from Scream. <laughs> um, Liv Schreiber's in it. Sorry, he's, he's uh, he yeah. was my last guess. Yeah, so Liv Schreiber's in it. Um, and also, uh, Drew Barrymore's Drew Barrymore's name character name is uh, Casey in it. Also, so this is just like, Ooh. um, it's not a great movie. Uh, they basically oh. uh, Chris O'Donnell's like a promising young student, and then he falls for Drew Barrymore. She gets committed because of the parents think that she's crazy. He breaks her out, and they go to Mexico and live down there. And it's 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 not nothing really happens. Like it's just. But the uh, the soundtrack, um, you've got Seven Year Bitch in there. Um, they actually go to one of their shows as well. Um, it's pretty funny <laughs> because you're watching Chris O'Donnell try to impress uh, Drew Barrymore, and he looks such like a white suburban nerd in this. Um, I'm like, that's who he is. He's just he's not a good actor. Yes, I don't like him, and <laughs> I know that I'm going to have to see more of him because uh, I know that he like gets a little bit of a purple patch in this. Um, oh yeah, he does. Oh man, I just. What do you reckon? You a, are you a O'Donnell? No, he's he's pretty. Uh, he's that that yoga that's not vanilla. It's just a natural flavor. <laughs> um, what is that? The movie starts out with Drew Barrymore uh, naked water skiing to the sounds of Nirvana's "Love Buzz." Okay, it's a thing. I'm gonna try to put that up on the um, the Instagram because it's don't get us uh, banned. No, it's it's tastefully done. You can't really see much, um, but you also got stuff like we got um, Luscious Jackson's on there, Rocket for the Crips on there, Grantly Buffalo Crackers on there, yeah, um, Matter Rose, which is a really really good show. Matter Rose playing while um, Drew Barrymore, uh, I think, goes to second base on a really wet dock. <laughs> me, and, me, me, and, me and Mal were watching this and we we're like. Um, oh, because there's one bit where she she stands up to sit on his lap, but she's got a wet spot on her bum because <laughs> I think the dock oh, is really wet. <laughs> she's with him on the dock. She's not going to second base on the dock. No, 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 <laughs> no the okay. dock isn't getting it. You got Elastica on there. It's like it's just a good like way a, to get splinters. Yeah, it's just a really, really. Um, it's just the nineties in a nutshell. This movie. So, but let's go on to something we both watched. Um, or, well, okay, what, what did you watch? That I didn't, um, let's go for, let's tell me about the Englishman with the long title. You want to know about a film where nothing happened. <laughs> there is not enough mountain in this film. 
Um, I, can I can I just say like I remember when so when I was working in the video store I started working in the video store in 1997. So we when Q Grant Fever sort of hit maximum overload, people would just come in just want to like rent anything that he was in. And I remember this one like went out quite a lot, and then people came back kind of dissatisfied. But I never I never investigated why. So why would they come back dissatisfied with um with this title? Well, it's essentially Hugh Grant being Hugh Grant for too long. Um, <laughs> I think it's only like an hour 40, but it's too long. There's not enough happening. Yeah. Um, it's just him and his mate living in a pub while this whole town adds dirt to their hill so that it is legally called a mountain. Uh, it's just a whole lot of nothing in between. Like, the dialogue's not great. The chemistry with anyone isn't great. There's no, like, B plot line, I guess. It's uh, kind of like... You don't know if Colmini is with Tara Fitzgerald. Are they a couple? Are they flirting? Are they brother and sister? Hey. He's trying to set Hugh Grant up with her. It doesn't matter, because Colmini can do what Colmini wants. He can't it's really do a Welsh accent, though. <laughs> well, hey, he's, for the last year and a half... Well, no, you know, the last five years... He's been giving an American accent on the Enterprise in Next Generation, so just back off, call me, please. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna waste any time on it. Um, other than I did think that Michael Sheen was narrating at the start, and then it turns into someone that sounds like they're from Pakistan. Very (laughs) confusing. Um, but I'm just gonna shoot over to Letterbox for this four star review. Oh, okay, cool. Unironically inspiring filmmaking. Oh, by the way, this is not based on a true story at all. It's all okay. nonsense. Um, this director knows how to shoot Hugh Grant for maximum bottom energy. Four stars. Um, I think they mean uh, bottom <laughs> yes, is in a bottom and a top. Yeah. Because I don't see a lot of his posterior in this film. <laughs> I watched the Langley. Well, I tried to watch the Langley's. Like, I remember watching these um, Stephen King things back in the day and like i can see why they split them over two or three nights because like the three hours and nothing really happens and it looks terrible it looks like a it looks like a student film um you've got balky in this from perfect strangers and he's very sweaty uh everyone's very sweaty in this i don't think they had a makeup department because like how how far did you get in the three hours uh, 25 minutes in <laughs> what i was like I finished the stand yeah i, was I watched like, all of the stand for this podcast i didn't all have of it i didn't have the all time of it. or the patience for this it's just it, it was bad it was very very bad and i oh, the, the stand was cinematic genius <laughs> tell you what i'll i'll endeavor to watch the entire shining miniseries when it comes up in 1997 okay oh good because i'm not going to yes uh, City of Lost Children, I remember um, uh, I saw it on SBS quite a few times back in the day, and um, it's weird. I, I like that style. It's kind of that sort of steampunky, it's a very green yeah. movie from what I can remember. <laughs> green and brown. Green and yellow. And like they, that the director of that ends up doing Alien Resurrection, which you can see like he uses the same color palette like for that as well. So um, It's too weird to be watching when you're ready to fall asleep. Yes, yeah. Um, so, look, it's on SBS On Demand, so give it a go. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, 
but maybe one you have to be in the mood for. Die Hard Avengers, yes, we're actually going to do an entire watch along for, so um, we're not going to talk about much here. Um, so look into that. Um, Except I'm sure it is still a fantastic film, even though I didn't watch it. Yeah, and also um, before we watch it, we're going to both have to watch. There's a there's a deleted uh, alternative ending that we should both watch before we uh, get into that. So okay, let's talk about forget Paris. <laughs> <laughs> now... Before we go any further, <laughs> yes. uh, it's been killing me. I have to make mention baseball movies, 1995, mm-hmm. currently at zero. I know, yeah, yeah. There is no baseball movies happening. So uh, let's go back to me being a child. This would have come out probably 96, 97 on video. Yes. I was all about sports movies and. Okay you would notice there's no baseball films at the moment. No. So I see an ad on TV, Billy Crystal and basketball, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys, this, this is my choice next time we go and rent a movie. And I was mocked. I recall my brother being like, what do you want to watch a romance film? I was like, no, 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 it's a basketball movie. It's basketball. He's like, no, it's, it's, it's like a romance movie. He's like, no, 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 it's basketball. There is not enough basketball in here. <laughs> I'm a 12-year-old boy... Watching Billy Crystal try and fall in love with this woman that lives in France. <laughs> the first 15 minutes, like, there's some good basketball comedy. There's some good moments. Once the relationship starts, it's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many favors he called in. Because, like, uh, yeah, it's if you've never seen Forget Paris, it is a delightful romantic comedy uh, by Billy Crystal, directed by Billy Crystal, written by Billy Crystal, and starring Billy Crystal. Um, where he uh, it's told through a um, it's told through Fat Tony <laughs> on a date. He's on a date. Um, Joe Mantegna and his uh, bride to be in uh, a restaurant, waiting for Billy Crystal and their friends to rock up. I I have to say, I like this. I like this type of storytelling. Yeah, the story, t- the way it's done is okay. Um, so basically, every new person that comes to the table. So they're talking about um, Billy Crystal and his is. Uh, and his wife, well, you know, his his partner, how they met, and how their relationship sort of um, progresses, and each new person that comes to the table always comes like, oh, have you got to this bit yet? And they're like, no. Oh, allow me. I tell it, and then like usually the wife goes, no, I tell it better. Uh, we've also got a lot. We got a lot of Simpsons um, representation of this. We, we got do. we got Julie Kavner who does Marge's voice. We've got uh, Dan Castellaneta. Um, is the guy doing the test drive with um, Billy Crystal at one point. So you got Homer in there as well. Um, it's So yeah, uh, Mickey and Ellen, um, Ellen played by De- Deborah Winger, he goes over to France to bury his dad because his dad wants to be buried where his um, army mates were. Um, they she works for the air, air, air <laughs> she works for the uh, airport company that loses his dad in the coffin and the romance blossoms from there. Um, look, I don't know. I I'm a sucker for romantic comedies. Like I I know they're shit and problematic. You, and li- stuff you like, like Billy Crystal as well, don't you? I do, and like my wife hates him, and I like him a lot. I've, I've got a I've got a side with Mao here. Yeah. Uh, look, um, I, and, I and it's, it's one of those it's one of those relationships where I'm like, I know why people don't like him. Don't get me wrong. I know why people don't like Chevy Chase. Yet I still watch him, and I still like him. I don't dislike Billy Crystal. But the whole film just seems to be based around, like, how many smart alecky comments can I make through every section of dialogue? Oh, this one is complete, like... 
It's very like Mel Brooks and like, oh, look at this. I'm just going to point fun at everything. I'm a comedian. Well, yeah, I think uh, he's. I think he really wanted to um, show off his stand up because, like, a lot of the stuff is just like his standard routine, like um, sandwiched into like you know scenes that don't really sort of aren't <laughs> really necessary for it. Um, but yeah, this is I, Billy Crystal reimagining Before Sunrise. A little bit, yeah, yeah. And look, I I just think that. Um, but I I always remember the bit from the trailer of him behind the old guy with the knife. <laughs> Like pretending to stab him. I always remember that. And I did have a little giggle. Um you that's, what... it. Yeah, that's you got it. <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> oh Mal, Mal bailed on this movie so early. I'm like, it's pretty funny. The old man is funny. <laughs> yeah. I could have done with more of that. Yeah, um, man. Um, yeah, he just basically, and like, I love the bit they're driving through because the dad's living with him and he just basically just re, he just repeats ads over and over and over again. But they're driving in the city and um, he just starts calling out the names of businesses as they're driving by. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like his daughter Ellen does it. <laughs> and then Billy Crystal looks at her and it's like, oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> we had uh, a very similar moment. And it always makes me laugh when I think about it. We drove to Melbourne with a friend and she did the exact same thing. <laughs> and this is like a, I don't know, 28-year-old. It's like she'd never been in a car. She'd never driven out of Adelaide. She's like, ooh, Green Hill Road. KFC. Ooh. <laughs> Everything was just so exciting. And I said to her one point, like, are you going to read out every sign that you see? Because it's funny. And I'm like, okay, if you do. But it might uh, get old really quick. Oh man, I wish I hope she did all the way to Melbourne. <laughs> you just like white, white knuckling the, the the steering wheel. Um, I want to talk about okay, quickly talk about Braveheart. Too long. Um, it uh, is really long. Look, I was and- watching this on the TV, and then <laughs> towards the last half hour, I took it off the TV and put it on the laptop so I could play FIFA at the same time because this is just <laughs> taking far too long. Um, I look, I and maybe um. Maybe it's easy to hate this now because of the the whole Mel Gibson at all, but mm. I think it was it's so regarded as like a epic movie, and like look the battle scenes are like really epic. Um, I put it on the same thing as like Saving Private Ryan. Okay, Saving Private Ryan's a long movie that's that's kind of an epic as well, but like they've also got the the what's going on in the background, like between the the big sort of set pieces, is an engaging story. Whereas the story in between the set pieces here, for one, for one, didn't happen because from what I've been able to tell from like reading up about it, apparently the historical, um, uh, like uh, accuracy that, that was, that was is bad. Not... Yeah, yeah. Um, even Bill Gibson's come out himself and said like, one, I shouldn't have played him because it's it's I'm, I'm, I was too old. Um, two, this guy was actually a bit of a dick and no one liked him and he was like actually like a madman. But, you know, we, we made him good for the movie. Um, apparently, the Mel character- Gibson also came out and said, ah, it might be true, it might not be true. As a filmmaker, we're here to entertain first and teach second. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay. And then Robert the Bruce um, betrays um, William Wallace, but that actually didn't happen. And Robert the Bruce is actually well regarded in Scotland, and like Scottish people got upset with Bill Gibson, like, "Why have you defamed our national hero?" Um, the very famous Battle of Stirling Bridge. Um, you might notice on, that on the field, 
on the field. Yeah. So um apparently and I'm gonna butcher a Scottish accent, so like um yeah, forgive me. So apparently uh someone went up to Mill Gibson, a Scottish person, and said, like, uh why why didn't you where's the bridge and the, the battle of Sterling Bridge? And Mill Gibson's like, Oh, the bridge got in the way. He's like, Aye, that's what the English thought. <laughs> it was like <laughs> you literally did one of our major battles of our history without the actual bridge um being the integral part of that battle it's just it's did you did you see the other quote from the writer as well the guy who wrote this no he was in edinburgh in the 80s and went oh wow that man has the same last name that i have i wonder if we're related <laughs> i'm gonna write a movie about him that's not really about him but that would be cool <laughs> and I can't, I can't not read up on any historical facts whatsoever. Apparently, they weren't even wearing kilts at that stage. Apparently, they didn't paint a, paint their faces. Yeah, like it was just. Sense. Um, and well, Mel you'd G notice only like four of them painted their face in the film. Mel Gibson's hair in this is a thing. Like I don't know what oh, like it's incredible. It's, you know, back in the day, it was like you know, it's, it's those nineties eyes. You're like, oh, what an impressive mane. Whereas, like, now you watch these days, it's like, that is clearly a wig. And you, it's not it's even an a good wig, though. No, no, it's not even a good wig. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. It looks like any um, better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's like these little bits where, like, it, it goes into, like, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves territory. And I'm it like, really okay, does. That's, that's playful. I can do that. And then it's like, and then we're just going to have like, buckets of blood and these, like, and then. The, the segues. Oh yeah, they're just they're atrocious. Like the scenery segues, the musical segues. At one point, they're like riding off on his horse, and it's like all this sexy whimsical music. Then suddenly, it gets a bit dark and like mysterious. <laughs> like it just it just changes. For a movie like, like, why? For what a movie happened? that goes for three hours, it's actually pretty incoher incoherent. And sometimes it's like it's like it jumps around like way too stupid. Apparently, also you know what? Prima Nocta never done in the British Isles. Mostly a French thing. Um, and it's a horrible thing too. Um, speaking of and yeah. and the um lack of cohesion and just crappery. After they kill his wife, mm -hmm. the old man starts chanting McCulloch because mm -hmm. that was her last name. Yeah, and I don't know if I can't find anything. If this is were they supposed to slowly start turning it into Wallace or did the crowd get confused and just start chanting Wallace? McCullough Wallace? Because <laughs> it definitely starts out as McCulloch. And then by the end of it, the whole crowd is just is yelling out Wallace, which you can make them sound the same, but uh, well, I don't point, know what happened there. At some point, they're also yelling Gaelic. Like, they're yelling in Gaelic like for Scotland sort of thing. Yeah, but a name's anyway, a name. The best... The best part about it is that um, during the mid nineties, everyone hated the English. So you know, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> it's uh, coming back to Englishman who went up the hill and came down a mountain. The Welsh people kept saying, "Stop being so English about it." <laughs> um, I, but you know, given given a choice between Rob Roy and Braveheart, I'm going with Rob. So yeah. uh, I don't know because this, like, I grew up with this film. Like, we loved this as a young Scottish family. And although everyone hated Mel Gibson and his accent, and we always thought, why couldn't it have been Billy Connolly? He would have nailed this. Um, Mel Gibson made it like you know how everyone who does, you know how he he does it with he when he's talking, he does it with that sort of the head tilt as he's like sort of hitting certain, like yeah, yeah that that he created that 
Now, if you ever, he's, if he's you, really concentrating, trying to yeah. do the accent. If you ever hear someone do an Irish or a Scottish accent, when they're doing that, they they kind of like head tilt a bit. It's basically Mel Gibson's fault. Everything's Mel Gibson's fault. <laughs> yeah, even uh, like he has his wife's mum and dad in this scene say a line to him, and he repeats it back. He can't even get that right. <laughs> when they both say "nor the new," and he goes. No, the now? <laughs> no, they just said it to you. How can you not get the accent right when it's just like two people just said it and you still say now? We, um, <sighs> I also thought of, um, <laughs> uh, basketball. He's like, I loved you. I always have. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why they did it in basketball? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Um, also, Brian Cox. Loves his Scottish films. Oh yeah, um, Brendan Gleeson yeah. in this is amazing too. Um, and like I think it was one of his first major roles. But man, dude's a dude's a good actor. Dude's a powerhouse. He's good. Um, He's not Scottish, but whatever. No one is. Um, there is quite a few Scottish people in this, which I do appreciate. Yeah, apparently. I mean, look the, the and look. I'd long for the days with um where they'd get 1600 extras just to beat the like pretend to beat the crap out of each other rather than CGI like it's it 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 you can feel it um and the horses I was I was referring to like earlier in this episode um apparently there was an investigation launched because uh a lot of animal rights agencies like could not uh tell whether animals were being hurt they're like you, how did you get that done without hurting animals and they had to show them behind the scenes footage of like the battle to to prove to them that um they use fake horses and, and, and different angles and lots of stuff to make sure that the horses weren't, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying that. It looks pretty real. Yeah. Um, anyone, anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Do you, I, I uh, want to yes, know what the, German the, mnemonic. Um, I want to talk about the defenestration of the prince's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both threw learned him. a word this weekend. <laughs> threw him right out the window. You did. Um, join um, join mnemonic, yes. mnemonic, mnemonic. <laughs> you know my favorite thing about John mnemonic. A, Henry Rollins is called Spider, and we just watched Father Ted. <laughs> so <I> just <laughs> Spider Baby. <laughs> um, this song is based in Jan. Sorry, song. This film I was yeah. thinking about the the song. Here's Johnny. Uh it's based <laughs> in January 2021. That's weird, isn't it? That's when it's set. It's like Demolition Man is like supposed to be like 2019 or 2017 or something. Yeah, like it's not it's not that bad. Like they got video calls and stuff. They've 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 done it. They've done it right. But what's um, the, what's the point of it all? Because so, uh, no, before you, Keanu Reeves is also one of those actors who um has a bunch of stuff coming out in one year. Like this is his. I think he's got three movies coming out this year. So yeah, he yeah. he doesn't know that though. He's just doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> Line. Um, so he has uh, an SD card or hard drive put into his skull which is 80 gig and then he plugs a little cord into it and makes it 160 gig but then these little nerds give him 320 gig worth of data to transport in his brain and he just like yells and makes it all fit in there Okay. um, which is going to kill him in a couple days Okay, so it's a countdown. There's, so there's a count. It's a bit of a crank going on. Okay. Um, and then Ice T is against him, and then he tries to help him out, 
the sexy bad guy from Ace Ventura is on his side, and then he's not on his side. Um, Dolph Lundgren's in this? Dolph Lundgren's in it. He plays Jesus. Um, <laughs> the 90s Kerry Russell comes along to save him and help him out. 90s Kerry Russell. Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so a whole lot of shenanigans, a lot of steampunk business, uh, what Tank Girl wanted to be. Uh, everything's very dirty. Uh, he just wants to have a well-pressed shirt and a $10,000 sex worker. Um, instead, he's got all this stuff in his brain. He's got no memories. Is it a bit matrixy at the same time? Kind of. Um, there's a dolphin called Dr. Jones. <clears throat> a dolphin okay. that they keep in this giant tank that is going to extract the data from his head. Did you see the trivia for it? That the, the script was dumped on Canary's door set? And that made him want to do it. <laughs> so apparently, if you just leave trash in the front of Canada Reeves, I was like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I gave this two stars. Um, most upsettingly, it's made me really want to play Cyberpunk now. Which <laughs> I don't want no, to no. want to do that. Do you know what? I have I have it on, uh, on good authority from someone I, I, I respect that they said if you just don't listen to the to, to the hype, and you know, play your own play your own game. It actually does start to get really, really good. And he's like, he's, I, I was getting into it for a bit, but yeah. now I've I've left. It. I don't want to go back to it. I think a lot of people like got scared off because it got such bad reviews. But um, he said like, yeah, if you just sort of keep going, it's it's actually really good. I mean, having watched Johnny Mnemonic now, I think that I might enjoy it because it can't be as bad as this film. <laughs> you give it a very generous two stars, yeah. I um, give everything two stars now. <laughs> so we've got uh, Casper was, you know, Casper's fine. Casper was nice. Um, I'm confused why they don't cross over at the end. The four ghosts, mm. like, what is that unfinished? Why does no one care about that unfinished business and helping them? Sequels. It's Bill Pullman's whole job is to help them cross over. Probably the probably the most animated Bill Pullman's ever been ever. Like, <laughs> he's, well, he's usually literally animated. He's usually, yeah, he's usually very dry. Um, but yeah. he's good in this. I like Bill Pullman. Yeah. I also like all the cameos except for Clint Eastwood and Mel Gibson. Well, I like a very... all the cameos. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's very strange. Like there's, 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 um, I don't know why, like to me, that just doesn't show faith in the film. Like you got to chuck this stuff in there. Um, that's for the adults. Cause it's a kid's movie. It's like yeah. your parents will like this moment. But this is, that's probably like the first um, I reckon as the first uh, example of a of a movie transparently trying to like woo the adults in, like usually like up until this point, kids' movies were like, look, we're gonna we have faith in the audience that they're gonna that they're gonna watch this. We're so we're we're so in- invested in it now that like you know like you know the the, the, the same sort of thinking that would let. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles be made as a movie, or like you know, it's, it's, it's a lot mm. of these like. But now it's like, oh shit, we're getting a bit pummeled in reviews. Let's put some like uh, guest stars in there and see if like that gets like word of mouth gets more people in. And I, I don't doubt that that ploy helped for Casper. It's like if the dad thinks they're going to see Mel Gibson and um, Dan Aykroyd at some point, they're like, all right, I'll take the kids. So how much would that have cost them? Oh. I don't know. Nah, um, isn't who who directed it? Isn't it um Ivan Reitman or? Uh, I can't remember actually. 
I'm pretty sure oh. it's one of that boys club. That also, how's the effects? Effects are pretty good. They are like they're. they're I'm not going to say they're seamless, but like it, it doesn't stand out the same way that other '90s special effects does. Like it's it. Like obviously it's an effect, but like the yeah. whole green screen thing, it's. I do believe it's. Oh, it's an Amblin film, so like they probably oh, yeah. see it. Um. Uh. Yeah, and also one at the start of a long trend that we'll see in these these late ninety movies of uh, Monty Python characters or uh, oh, yeah. actors um, being in movies and just trying being to like really annoying. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you ever wanted to get you know six hours of just this? Watch Monty Python. <laughs> like, Do you want no, someone to be know. really over the top and annoying? All right, here I am. Oh, man, I was never Monty Python. Uh, My dad was a big Monty Python fan. It was it was kind of like. Um, expected of me to like to to be into it, and I just never did. I wasn't Same. a big fan. Terrible. Although I would take Monty Python over anything that Devon Sawa touches, <laughs> because I cannot think of a child actor that I hate more. And it's not because I was a child and I liked Cat, and I wanted to be the ghost. Well, he's just got this fucking smug he... little prick face about him. Yeah, he's in the Go Eric Stoltz, he's in the Eric Stoltz club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I don't like him. I've never liked him. Okay. Little Giants, Casper. He'll die soon, away. eventually, in Final Destination. All right. Let's move on to uh oh no before you oh, man, every time. Uh the box office, Crimson Tide. <laughs> in in May, there's a lot of uh middle aged white guys going to the movies. <laughs> Crimson Tide, the next um didn't uh, Second was Die Hard: The Vengeance, which is which will become one of the biggest films of the year. But yeah, Crimson Tide still pipped it for for for, the, for its uh, premiere month. While you're Did sleeping, you call it Die Hard with the vegetable when you're a kid. I said no, no. Oh, me either. We respect the Die Hard. This. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, while you were sleeping, uh, was in it as well. French Kiss and Casper. So... Did we cover French Kiss ever? I don't remember that. I don't think we did. I think we. I think it was maybe an April movie, and I don't know whether I could get a hand, uh, get a hold of it. Um, oh well. Um, Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein. Oh man, Kevin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, worth Kevin. it. Oh, it came out in May. What? Oops. All right. Well. <laughs> Can't get them all. No, we can't get them all. Um, so, oh, I believe it was just not available on anything. So I was like, oh, look, I'll take it out of the mix completely when I was making these uh, fact sheets up. That makes sense. Sure. Australian uh, box office. Australian box office, bad boys uh, for one week and then for three weeks in May mm-hmm. while you were sleeping because a lot of middle-aged white women <laughs> in Australia had a lot of time to... I don't know. That might uh- yeah, I don't gender stereotype the Australian public. Only when it's recurring. It's okay if I do it with a man, though. Look, it may or may not be Mother's Day. True, yeah. They um, may need something to do. Yeah. While you're living, it's still, still on my to-do list. I, I want to wanna watch that because I, I didn't get a chance to watch it um, back in April. So um, yeah, I, might okay. be, I might be all, all up in that. Um, so let's go on to TV. Now, uh, we had uh, 
one that I forgot to do. Well, we we're going to do it last month, but then we um we decided the bulk of it sort of happened more in in May, and then that was uh, Father Ted, which was a very landmark show. <laughs> spider baby, the body <laughs> of a spider, but the mind of a baby. <laughs> um, it is a great show. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I was brought up on it. Um, I I kind of liked it too. It was like one of the first shows that sort of um every so often it would drop the f like it would say fuck. It'd be, like, it'd be and you're like, was that an Irish word or was it was that the Irish accent? Or was it did they actually say it? Um, oh, if they say feck, it's fine. Yeah, right? feck is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you've never seen Volatile, do yourself a favor. Um, I assume it's on BritBox or something. Um, it's not actually, but uh, you can currently find them all on YouTube. Oh, really? Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, it holds up pretty well. Um, obviously, there's a, a bit of sexism going on. Uh, yeah. Father Jack is disgusting. I think the opening episode is a flashback to him getting the girls' volleyball team to train without shirts on. Um, Sorry. <laughs> for the most part, it's just making fun of religion and Dougal being dumb. <laughs> uh, one of my all-time favorite quotes is like, See, Dougal, these sheep... Are very small. <laughs> Those sheep are very far away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, my all-time favorite episode is when they're trying to um, write a song together. Yeah, and, um, it's just amazing. It's I think that's in the like in the later seasons. But oh fucking hell! Is that about the horse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they're up they're up all night, and they sort of do that little things like, and then like <laughs> Ted's like fuck. <laughs> That's a good show. Very good. Um, Still good. Also came out. I remember this being on. Um, and at the time, I was not a big fan. It seemed a bit sort of. And I, I mean, I tried. I watched a couple of episodes. It wasn't too bad. They got a lot of guest appearances. It's Doctor Cat's professional therapist. Um, and it was. Uh, I think it was a HBO show, I believe. But it was. It was on the Comedy Channel a lot when it first aired in on Foxtel because this is around that time that, that the show, that Foxtel became a thing in Australia. Uh, we haven't really touched on that yet, but yeah. Ninety five yeah. was like the launch year. Um we were one of the families that got it. Um I'm not sure why. <laughs> like for a for a family that was like usually fairly uh um I don't know, conservative in their spending, um, dad was like, Yep, let's get the let's get Foxtel. And um I was you know, and that was great I never for me. Looked back. That was great for me because I was like, man, yeah. I was like, um, we got all the like, platinum. <laughs> oh, man. oh, platinum, man. We went platinum. Um, I think for um, a while we we're platinum. We got we we did get the movies, but like you know, for me as a person, just like and also at the time, I was like, I was working in a video store. I should have been like totally against it, but I was like, no, no, it's fine. Let's get. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we might sort of do a bit of a, a look back on Fox Hill at some point over the next couple of seasons because like, I do have and some Galaxy. Oh man, Galaxy, yeah. Uh, for uh, so yeah, Doctor Cat's professional therapist. Um, SNL, we had um, rounding off the the year or the the season. Sorry, uh, Bob Saget and TLC, and David David Duchovny and Rod Stewart. Yeah, apparently, um, I saw an ad. I don't know if he's touring Australia, but he's definitely touring somewhere. And they, he must they, be so old. They gave him they gave him three out of five. I'm like, dude, dude. Give him five out of five just for getting on fucking stage, fucking doing it. Yeah, uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, so that brings us to one of my favorite parts of the show where we get my esteemed colleague, Benjamin, to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
What? I'm ready. I'm ready this to time. get through. The tune is in my head. Uh, so we, I, I get him to go through all the guests that were on the Conan O'Brien show because we're big fans of Conan O'Brien here. Um, all the guests that were on his show in May 1995, but he does it to the tune of Rainforest Warrior and God of Mine, <laughs> Mr. William Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. So I'm going to count you in. I'm going to start my uh, stopwatch and I'm going to go three, two, one, go. Monta Williams, Peter Burke, Corbin Benson, Fusher Finkel, Alan Claire Corn, Anka Radikovich, Jack Ford, Bob Saget, <laughs> Matthew Perry, Megan Douglas, Harry Connick Jr., Stephen King, Jane Pauley, Jay Moore, Gary Marshall, Vicky Lewis, Phil Donahue, Robin Quivers, Sinbad, Kennedy, Peter Gallagher, Naomi Judd, Ashley Richard, Andy Griffith, Lisa, Kudra, Kathleen Turner, Kate Mulgrew, Ella Cool Jake. Carol Kyford, Dave Barry, Lisa <laughs> Gibbons, Julie White, and Fran Drescher, Harry Shearer, David Allen Gear, Gillian Anderson, and Ice T, Nancy Glass, Robin Leach, Hunter Renner, Alan Clay, Corn Don Ho, Tim Conway, Dan Butler, Tom Fellas. <sighs> okay. You done? Alan Clay Corn was on twice. Oh, good on her. In a month. <laughs> well, so a band cancelled then. Uh, speaking of bands, just quickly. She had her own TV show, I'm pretty sure, at this point, yeah. What's up? How's this? So, finally, like, there's been a lot of duds, and I'm not going to say duds just because we don't know them, but there's duds. Uh, we had Throw Muses, Faith No More, Jewel, and Mary J. Oblige. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a tight month. That's good. And the Rembrandts. I wonder what they were, <laughs> I wonder what they were playing. <laughs> uh, there was obviously others, but the, that's, you know... The, the standouts. Uh, it's getting better. Okay, so let's go on to uh, music. Now, uh, I want to... Yeah, look. First, we had Take That. So that was a big thing. Um, I believe... They came around, and then Robbie Williams uh, left them very quickly. Yep. Uh, but this Dude is the song. Oh, look. I mean, I somewhat think that they said they heard um, Lovers All Around, and they're like, let's just build on that. It's got a bit of a yeah. Lovers All Around here. I would think this either had Simon Cow or... Um... What's his name? Waterman? Pete Waterman? Oh, did, he write, did they write this? Probably. The 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 two white men of English pop. Robin William, Robbie Williams in that clip. Like, they, actually, all three, all four of them in that clip were like a complete toss. Isn't there five of them? Um, four? Oh, man. Everyone should watch the clip for Take That Back for Good because it will just like... It's very... A few clips I watched this um this this for this month... Uh, just quintessentially nineties. Like this is when film clips got real weird and real, and like the outfits got real sort of bizarre. Um, they've got Robbie Williams has got a full on big fur coat, but I think he's wearing like a t shirt. <laughs> I'm like, you're not cold, <laughs> and you're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> you're the bad boy. I get it. Um, we also Actually. had this. We also had this song. Who's this? This is Meryl Bainbridge with a song. Yes, sir. 
No, this is some cool mouth. You get now. You know now? Was was this in an ad for something? Probably. Listen to the lyrics. No, 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 thank you. Okay, so the the the, the no the the lyrics are: When I kiss your mouth, I want to taste it, and turn you upside down. Don't want to waste it. Now, let's Is discuss blood sucking worm. Oh, that! Or I'm, I always thought it was like a snowball thing. <laughs> Not to be like grotty, but like the act of like hmm. after coming. But why are you turning someone upside down? Well, like because like completely dragging them out, like ringing no, out no. A so towel. like they've had sex and he's completed, and then she wants to taste something, and she doesn't want to waste hmm. it. It's a very grotty song if you've got like a. Young man's mind. Maybe they're out for dinner. (laughs) Maybe they've gone wine tasting. Maybe they're at a gin bar. (laughs) Maybe they had an upside down cake and he wanted to turn the right side up. Maybe they're in the wild, wild west and there's a spittoon. (laughs) (laughs) Don't waste it, boys. Don't waste it. There's still tobacco in there. It's a very weird, gross song um, by Meryl Bainbridge. And it would be around for quite some time. Uh, And Australians loved it. And I think it might be just because, like, you're at the workplace and it's, like, a good segue of, like, what do you think she's talking about? <laughs> I want to know how many uh, sexual harassment trainings people had to uh, attend to after discussion of this song. <laughs> the boss walks in and is like, what are you talking about? Mel Brainbridge's mouth. <laughs> That's a mouthful in itself. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so that was the that was in uh, the ARIA charts for... But uh, the Billboard charts, it's all oh, this is it's all Montel Jordan. This is how we do it, which he says a lot in that song. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to the releases. And look, I don't know how you can say that this was a so-so month because man, fuck, we got so much good stuff here. I'll um, tell you why because I was not an Australian child of the '90s, despite being an Australian child of the '90s. I was not. <laughs> yes, you had a dual passport, child of the '90s. I was not um, awake to any of this stuff when it was going on or so afterwards. We got, uh, they got Lunatics, uh, not too bad. Like, um, But also we had Tism. Now, I'm not a huge Tism fan. Um, I My friends love Tism. Um, they're this uh, group of about I don't know, seven or eight dudes. Everyone used to think that they were the, it was um, Rob Stitch and like the Late Show gang. They reckon it was, it was them like oh. forming a band. That was like one of the... Um, no one, no one still knows. I mean, I'm sure someone knows, obviously, but like, uh, there's, there's, no one's really worked out who they were because they uh, used to always wear balaclavas on stage when they performed. Um, but they'd also they had this one. Um, I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug Which to kill River Phoenix. Um, <laughs> uh, we also have Christine Anu, um, which I never knew. I, I should have known, but this song. Um, party, yeah, oh, man. What was been around this long? What was this from? Was this an ad? Probably. Um, 
because that song um i like she also had island home on there which is a which was a big one um she's a really good singer um but yeah that party song i kept meaning to like to look up um what it's because i remember it was other like a theme song to something i don't know uh but i'm gonna find out maybe right it now. was used in neighbors remember <laughs> neighbors no doubt neighbors is just coming back next year after yeah, like it is. Oh, man. uh let's uh of course it's not gonna tell me what they used it for it's in something um <laughs> uh yola tengo um how about yola tengo <laughs> yeah, I thought that I didn't like them, but it's it's not the worst thing on here. Uh it's the thing is that they they've got such reverence from people, like they're always in the top ten lists of like, you know, um pitchfork and lots of stuff. And it's like it's pretty much the same thing that any other indie band was doing. I don't I'm not sure about the prestige that Yola Tango has got for them. Um and they also don't know how to finish a fucking song. Um they've got like some seven six six, seven minute songs on this thing. Let's get um, to this beautiful little thing. Because I like to shoegaze, you know? Oh, yeah, you do. Who's this? This is the Apples in Stereo. Ah. I also like I the front cover. I listened to that for a long time. Yeah, the Apples in Stereo are good. I, I also kind of like the front cover of that album, too. It's very, very cool. Um, <laughs> Naughty by Nature. Oh, that's a love. Yeah. I knew you'd be into this. So predictable now. Up <laughs> your hands by Naughty by Nature. There's a lot of like decent songs here, but there's nothing like when you're saying this is a good month, there's no albums that are like jumping out. I disagree. Um, hey man, nice shot by Filter. Um, this is also another big one. Oh man, I, I don't like Filter. Maybe it's the Nine Inch Nails. Um, no, no, no. Is it Nine Inch Nails connection? Yeah. You know this. You're in England. This must yeah. mean everywhere. I mean, I wasn't there in 95, but this song is still everywhere. Congratulations, congratulations, Supergrass. You made a song that I equally love and hate, depending on my mood. <laughs> because Yeah, that's kind of one of those. Uh, I was listening um, uh, a couple times this week. As I said, it was like a, a bit of a rough one. And like, if I wasn't in the mood to hear this, were you getting skipped? Um, but then, <laughs> in the mornings before you know life caught up with me, it was pretty good to listen to me. It was like you know, it's a, it a good chow song. Yeah, really fell over. It's <laughs> it's one of those ones that would be a good alarm if you wake up in a good mood. Yeah, this band was good. Slant Six. Yeah, I like them. They're a band that I want to listen more to. Slant Six. Um, the album's called In Zombia. That's a pretty good front cover too. Um, I love myself a bit of Squirrel Nut Zippers. Did you just do this because of the name? <laughs> Dude, I don't care, man. Like, that's a good name. They've got a really good album coming out in two years' time. If you like your uh, your jazz and like the Django Reinhardt type sort of jag- jazz, well, I had this on at breakfast this morning and I had no complaints from anyone. Um, and it's also got a delightfully fun name that my children found highly amusing, the Squirrel Nut, Zippers, Squirrel Nut Zippers. So yeah, I was I was, I was, I was okay with that. Um, Get to the good stuff. Okay. 
this look this is not going to be my song of the month <laughs> but it may sneak in at the end of the year oh look and also this one this is pretty good man and the thing that always amazes me about this song is the sh it's only 2 minutes and 46 seconds yeah cuz when you got a good thing you don't milk it don't make people hate it make them want more oh chris that's some good shit right there <laughs> it is we haven't even got to wicked game yet that's on the next album yeah i think so um no um, <laughs> I, I, just love, I love the fact I was actually thinking about this the other day and I had a lot of time to think of it um, I wonder if the Rembrandts and a couple of the bands we've heard um, uh, this other band on here um, who did uh, I'm going to play this song too this song's amazing but... this is Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something I never knew the name of the band that did it yeah because no one remembers the name. I remember. I wonder if the Rembrandts and Deep Blue Something and a couple of the bands of that are like um, corporate, uh, like kind of like the boy bands of like alternative rock. Like they kind of you don't remember the band. They, they yeah. all look vaguely alternative. You don't know where they came from. You don't know where they went. But they sort of just popped up with these like these songs. Probably made a bunch. Um, at least with Goo, Goo Dolls, we, we we know for a fact that they've did a bunch of stuff before Iris. But like these bands here, I'm like we only know that now. We only know that, yeah. But like, I yeah, I was, I was trying to, I was like trying to track of like what did the Rembrandts do before the fucking Friends thing? It was like not much. <laughs> it's like I think they were bored. I think they were made in a lab. Who cares <laughs> like, though? Like, oh uh, yeah, how? That's like um, the Crash Test Dummy was like the singer said, "I don't care if we're one hit wonders." Like that hit <laughs> changed our lives. Um, this is a good album. The whole album? Here's the thing. I fucking love Everglade. No way. Love them. Wow, I would not have picked that. Me and Mao, my wife, are huge, huge fans. Not to the point that we should have seen them when they came out in 2019 for their, like, you know, 30 year or whatever anniversary of this album, whatever. But, oh, we've been 25 years. Um, this is a good album. They're a good band. I know Art Alexis has also got a bit of a reputation of being a bit of a dick, but not in a, like a sexual way. I was just being an asshole. Um, but I still love him. Yeah, it's, I've, I can't not get caught up on a friend told me that he's just he's not very he's not a good person or he's not a nice person or something. But then, yeah. I think Laura and I talked about it a while ago, and she looked into he did not have a very good upbringing. No. Um, not that that means you can be a dickhead, but no, no. But I, I think can't I... remember the story I was told that just made me think, oh, I don't like him anymore, and now I can't get past it because I don't know the story. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I've heard I've heard um, multiple stories about him just being a complete egomaniac, and it's like, but you know, so is Billy Corgan, and we give him a pass. So no, we don't. <laughs> um, and this is like so the the next one um, really is just this will be on my top ten. I I, I can guarantee it. This is Teenage Fan Club with Sparky's Dream. And it's... I can listen to the song. This, this album didn't really do it for me. No, the album does not. 
but Sparky's dream is amazing. And that's another one. That's any any uh, playlist I make, like a, a one I can do sort of a, um, just the odds and ends of thing, that song will always be on it. I love Sparky's dreams so much. Amazing. It's just it's it's not fallen though, is it? It's not fallen, but it's 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 close. Um now let's get into okay, I'm not gonna play well I should play something, but um Rubik Fish came out with a uh with their self titled um uh <laughs> uh debut. Um a lot of this stuff would be on um it's called Everything Sucks, sorry. We're we're in the we're in the scar territory, it's amazing. A lot, yeah. A lot of these songs will actually be on their next one, um, which is their big sort of um, major label debut, which is "Turn the Radio Off." I think that's next year. Um, it's again like with so many this month. Like, there's a lot of decent things here and there, but there's nothing that made me want to die. Like, Cub were good, Slant Six were good. Um, that Catherine Wheel song, "Judy Staring at the Sun." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that was that's a good cool. time. Nothing's like made me want to dive in. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about a uh, look. The and Zach one and Mary of the soundtrack. What? The Zach and Mary soundtrack. And one one of one of them. One of these songs was actually released in 1994, but like definitely got a boost of um, popularity due to Batman Forever. Are you, are you going to ignore this? Oh, when there's Big Bam Beaver. <laughs> That's okay. the opening to Zach and Mary make a porto. And the only, the only pa- be. and the only passable uh, Primus um, song too. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Primus fan. But yeah, we had uh, we had this. Get a bit of a rebirth because of the Batman Forever soundtrack. We covered it last year, but like I was wondering why you'd put it on there when I first saw the playlist. And yeah, then I looked at the June movies and realized what was happening. But that's not the one that I want to sort of focus on because this one was actually from this year and man. Wait, are you saying man in a good way? What? Is this a good thing? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I like this song. Oh. Look, you can have your opinions on YouTube. Um, but that song, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me is fucking banger. Uh, I the only the, the only thing I have uh, uh the only exception I have to it is on the film clip he's dressed up as the Joker and the Joker's not in Batman Forever and I'm like, <laughs> like pissed off like you can just imagine Bond is like in the animated film clip I want to be the Joker the Joker's not in um Batman Forever I don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly how it went down I'm not a Riddler. <laughs> Or am I Irish, apparently? This is the best I can do with what I've got. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, look, that that's a lot. I, I understand. There's a lot to go through there. Um, for me, for you, you've probably already got your stuff worked out. Um, I was battling between a few different albums being my favorite one, a few different songs being my favorite one. Um, I want to know what you... Uh, what do you think? What's what's your favorite song and album? Um, my song is going to be Inner Space, The Apples. <laughs> the Apples in Vestaria. Okay, cool. Um, just for the... Fa- like, there's better... Look, there is better songs on here. Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Um, 
the should we should we science. should we not have that as a that was more of a thing of just saying like Batman Forever. I don't I don't think we really can actually include that because it's a 1994 song. No, I think yeah we've already used it. Um, and look, the U2 song is a good song, but this one just it's not very often you hear a song for the first time and be like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm I'm the type of person that takes a few listens, and this one just jumped out straight away. Um, otherwise it probably would have been Baby Did a Bad Bad Thing. But yeah, Inner Space is my song. Yeah. And like I said, not many of the albums really grabbed me. Um, but the one that I could see myself listening to the most would be Supergrass. I should go okay. go. All right, cool. Uh, well, my album's going to be um, Sparkle and Fade by Everclear because um, I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't let uh, Nostalgia take over, but fuck, it's, it's a good album. Um, That's what we're here for. One of those things was like, look, Every song I still think is great on that album. So, uh, so that's dope. Um, my my song, man, it's so hard because, yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's um is very quintessential nineties. Like I think it's one of those ones that if I, I mean I don't act, I don't actively go out to listen to, but if I hear it in like a in a store or a mall or on the radio or something, I'm like, oh man, it's a good song. Um, same with uh, Sparky's Dream from Teenage Fan Club. Um, it's, it's basically between that and hold me through and kiss me, kill me. And Ooh. I think the pure novelty, I'm going to go for you two on this one. So hold Gross. me through and kiss me, kill me. Um, and just to be sort of polarizing to people because they got such huge opinions on you two for some reason. Um, <laughs> what is your movie? Purely by default, I'm giving it to the friendly ghost. Oh, okay. It it I'm sure it probably would have been Die Hard had I watched it. Um trying not to give awards to things that I didn't watch like last year. <laughs> um I mean following the Paris, rules. There's no rules here. Um Englishman was boring. Forget Paris was frustrating. <laughs> Braveheart is Mel Gibson and inaccurate and the accents are atrocious. Joan Mnemonic uh, it's just too stupid. Um, um, I um, I guess, I guess it's Casper. I think I I want to give it to um, forget Paris because I've had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna give it to Crimson Tide because I had a lot of fun with that. Um, uh, so it was yeah, it would be back. Um. Between those two, like it, it was a, it was a very tough fought match too. So, like, I, I think it would have been, um, uh, yeah, I think I would have. Depending on the day, uh, it could be forget Paris, but I think just for just pure strength of the movie, it's Crimson Tide, and I'm also a forty year old dad, so I'm allowed to do that. So. Yeah, I, I saw that coming. <laughs> but yeah, for, I, and I don't I, I look. I, if I told Mal that forget Paris was my number one she would probably be not very happy so like he says how much he's in love with her and then two seconds later he's like i don't even know you yeah there's um that's and that's probably why it's not um it's not up there because it's just that thing of um yeah i um there's a few things that he does that are really frustrating and um it, it's just in service to keeping the movie going. And also the, the little sort of stand-up bits and it just annoyed me a bit too much. So, yes, yeah. thank you. 
but um yeah that is may 1995 so um we uh, if you want to get in contact with us it's living the past pod at gmail.com if you want to uh get if you want to have a look at some of the stuff that we talked about um go to our instagram um we're doing fairly regular updates on there um if you like the x-files check out our other podcast you think on spooky um probably coming back sometime in the new year um season three see how we're going um some point yeah and yeah thanks for listening and thanks for getting through this mammoth shit show of may yeah and check out happy um, birthday laura <laughs> check out the uh, lyrics to mel brainbridge's mouth they're filthy <laughs> all right Gross. we'll see you later bye bye Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.